Welcome back, America, to another episode of the Yucky Podcast. Joining us today is Kelsey Jones. Not Donovan. I've been saying that all day long. That's okay. Kelsey, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. We've literally, so once we invited you on, we're like, Kelsey Donovan's coming on. Crap, that's not her name anymore. I've been practicing for literally the last two hours. Well, it's okay. With In real estate, I still go by Kelsey Donovan because we um, ran some SEO analysis. And it uh, turns out if I was Kelsey Jones, you really wouldn't be able to find me because there's like 60,000 realtors in Arizona. So, All right. Yeah, so Kelsey Jones puts me at the bottom of the list. So in terms of real estate, it's still Kelsey Donovan. All right. Well, see, I should have let it with Donovan. You <laughs> run a Dang it. You should have run a test on your name. How many Jake Morrows do you think there are? Like seven. Most likely. I think, yeah. th- I think three or four Jake Browns went to PV while we were there. Oh, yeah. Jake um, Brown, you what a, undiscoverable, yeah. which is good and bad. <laughs> yeah. That's, God, that's the same. greatest thing yeah. anyone said. Nobody knows about yeah. me. <laughs> it's not important. Oh, man. Well, welcome to the show. Thank Thanks. you so much for joining us. We were chatting a little bit before we started recording, um, and there's like two things that we're very excited about. One, this is the first episode without headphones, so like we're doing something Don't new. Don't know what to do with our hands just right for, now. Just we're for just Kelsey, because like- <laughs> obviously the, the glamorous hair didn't couldn't get messed up, so same for the Jakes. Uh, and the second thing is, we haven't seen each other in quite a long time, actually. Years. I honestly don't even know. Maybe... 10 it's, years? I right? feel like when I probably. reached out, I had to reintroduce myself. Like, hi, oh my I'm Jake. Uh, you probably don't know me. We went to high school together once. <laughs> here's an old photo of me. Does this look more familiar? Please reply. Right. I'm not a creepy. Yeah. Here's, here's a photo of me in your parents' house. Right. Hopefully you remember me. Right. We, we used to hang out once. Uh, please don't call anyone. This is weird. Oh, gosh. <laughs> So it's been a very, very long time, but there's a lot of cool things that you're doing with your life these days, right? And you kind of mentioned real estate and we've been trying to get somebody who does real estate because uh, Jake's brother, David, does not want to do it with us. Oh, we make sure contact like jerk. So we actually have some, a lot of questions we want to ask you and hopefully there's other people that want to listen to, but um, before we kind of get into like the business side and where you're kind of doing, where you're progressing, one of the questions I like to ask people who knew us previously as like Jake's or Jake squared or, you know, the crazy kids that would run around with us. Um, What's one of the, like, what's one of the first like memories you have of an introduction as to like Jake squared? If you don't mind sharing a story, Mm. if you can even think of one. We are pretty you know, I can think of one, but I don't really like it. Mm. <laughs> so go to the second yeah, one. Yeah, go to the then. second Go to the one. second story. Yeah. Then. Sometimes it doesn't make us look so just, bad. Yeah, yeah. You know, go ahead and share the the time that my, I think my mom was out of town. Does your mom we know in, about this? Oh, yeah. My, oh, okay. I mean, she knows about everything now. <laughs> yeah, she, she knows about everything. My mom was out of town. And so what do you do as a high schooler when your parents are out of town, but throw a party. Right. And so I had a party and, not uh, me, not me, <laughs> you know, the whole, well, oops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole Motley crew came and, and you guys came and, uh, I think we just had way too much fun and, uh, you know, played beer pong and all that jazz. And, yep. uh, you know, that was probably my, both favorite and least favorite memory with Jake squared, <laughs> but, um, yeah, also just, you know, back in the day going to, um, Cracker Jacks, which is no longer there. Sad. Oh God, that's a that's memory. True. Just yeah. Cracker Jacks yeah. alone is a memory. Yeah. yeah. Dang. We all grew up going to check, tra- going to Cracker Jacks, right? That was like the spot. Was, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That was the spot for so many years. And it's probably a good thing. Let's be honest, <laughs> but <laughs> it needed to be torn down, but still a little nostalgic. 
Dang, that's crazy. Yeah. It truly is. I mean, you're talking over 10 years. Oh, yeah. Easily. Are we yeah. old? Are we old? I think we might be old. I think we just figured it out. <sighs> nope. Now we know what's wrong with us. We're just I'm old. I'm in denial. Oh, Isn't that like stage one, I think? Denial is stage one. Uh-huh. Well, because we didn't even have a 10-year reunion or everything for high school mm-hmm. because of COVID. Because of COVID. They so we're skipped. not really old yet because we haven't yeah, had it a doesn't count. It doesn't count. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, we got some bass in the back. That is your you painter. Can hear, you can hear everything without that headphones. Your painter. My painter, <laughs> my painter is leaving, and he has like 12 subs in the back of his oh Tahoe. Cool. And so it just shakes the buildings. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> I'm going to go yellow. You probably should. <laughs> oh, but man. yeah. So no, that was the last time. Well, it's been forever since we've seen each other. We've right. got a lot of memories and stuff going through high school. We were just talking about just old high school friends Yeah, that we were like, holy crap, that name hasn't come up in forever. Right. Um, Shout out Bethany Snook. Yeah, Bethany Snook. Miss Bethany Lepley. Her name has also changed. The, the <laughs> oh, damn it. It's not Snook. It's Lepley. You're always what the heck? To me. She's People changing their last names. I know. Gosh. Oh, we didn't change our last names. <laughs> well, Jake might. That you guy. never know. He actually probably will. I'm going to switch <laughs> it to Brown. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. It would work, though, because yeah. the rest of your families are Browns. My, my mom, her last name is Brown. Wait, you're kidding. Mm. Yeah, so we could actually be Jake Brown. Her last name is Jake Brown. Jake Brown's That's incredible. Yeah, it's so weird. You guys, It's like you guys were meant and to be And his middle initial is an A, just like mine. Huh. So we're both J-A, or it could be B's, jab and jam. Jab. We're pretty much one person. I mean, yeah. It's kind of scary if you think about it, yeah. but we are the same. I think that you guys just like <laughs> mesh together after so long. It just, it happens with all friends, it's but especially joke. with you guys now working together too. Yeah. yeah. We, we definitely mesh. Finish each other's sandwiches. sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. um, it's a lot of love and hate rolling around these days. So More hate than love, but we're still, we're still here. We're still around. <laughs> we're Not still much has changed. So yeah. you got into real estate. So it's such a weird market and such a weird time for anything real estate. Um, I saw one of your accolades, your top 5% realtors in Arizona. Yeah. Yeah, I am. Do you have a clapping one? Shit, I wasn't Oh, you can't hear it because there's no headphones on. <laughs> We're clapping for you. We're right clapping now. Oh. for you right now. So on the recording, it, it shows clapping, but oh, you just perfect. can't hear it. But so. Appreciate awesome. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank that's you. huge. That is, that's awesome. What got you into real estate? What was that kind of driving force? I was like, yep, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, so this might sound kind of crazy, but I basically always knew in a way that I wanted to be in real estate. Uh, So when I was a little, little kid, after church every Sunday, I would beg my mom to take me open house hopping. And I just found it really fascinating. And of course, like I think a lot of people like to look at houses, right? Oh, yeah. And so I just really enjoyed that. And um, I kind of feel like I was brought to it after working in corporate for a very brief time after college. Um, I was looking for a change, looking for something new and a good friend of mine reached out to me and um, you know, I always knew that I wanted to get into it and that little opportunity was all I needed to go ahead and run with it. That's awesome. Yeah. Dang. Did you know you were under to own an automotive shop when you were a little kid? I honestly didn't think, no, I did not. I still I was so. trying to come up with something funny, but I didn't know what the heck I was going to, I still don't know what I'm going to do when I grow up. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure it out. Up? I'm probably never going to grow up, but uh, yeah, I don't know what I want to do. You're looking at it. Yeah, I guess, I guess this is you're it. You're doing it. We don't, we don't have a good future going on here. Uh, yeah, I was we might say. have to switch it up a little bit. No, we'll be fine. If not, we'll just join Kelsey. Perfect. We can sell we can some be, stuff. I have a mentorship we're, program. We're, we're going to have ready. to dress a lot better. 
That's going to be tough. I don't you know, know if this hey, is going to be tough. Cowboy realtors. You got to be your brand. And we're in Arizona. You can be cowboy realtors. You guys can sell in Cave Creek. Yeah. There you go. Done. You, you like can name me. your business Brokeback Realtors. Perfect. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> okay. We're going there. Okay. All right. So okay. joining the real estate market, yeah, it's yeah. such a saturated market right now. Yeah. Everyone seems to be a real estate agent. No matter who you talk to, Absolutely. somebody is selling a home. Um, what makes you stand out? What makes everyone come to Kelsey Donovan Jones? Yeah, so I think that there's a lot of reasons. Um, First and foremost, I run my business unbelievably ethically. Uh, My goal is always to create forever clients and in creating forever clients, that is not rushing you into a home that you don't love. That is not putting you in a bad scenario. That is truly looking out for your best interests through the entire process. Um, I'm also very, very strategic and creative when it comes to marketing. And that's one of the reasons why my listings historically do so well as well. And I've also seen, watched a lot of your social media, but you'll go to the houses and clean up dog poop and pull weeds and trim trees and with the heels on or, you know, it depends on if I'm expecting to do it or not. Well, if it's trimming trees, you, if you don't have a ladder, you kind of have to have the heels in order to get the higher branches. Right. So it makes sense. Yeah. Just put on like hundred foot heels and go ahead and trim the palm tree. It's fine. She's walking around (laughs) stilts. I know, right? There's stilettos. (laughs) Yep. No, that is, uh, that is what I do. And it just depends on if I expect it. There are plenty of times that I go to a house and I'm all open house ready. So I'm super dressed up. And then you go in there and there's, um, you know, dog crap in the backyard that you got to pick up and um, all sorts of cockroaches on the floor. I've definitely found that and like gone out to my car and tried to like, what on earth am I going to use in my car that I can get rid of afterwards to pick up these roaches? (laughs) And oh yeah, that is definitely a pretty regular part of the game. So do you have to always be open house ready or or is it just like a rare occasion where you're like only meeting clients or only with an open house? Like, or is this always the fit for you Um, or for a real estate agent? Because even Jake's brother is always looking really really good always has a, like a suit on yeah button up i mean he's he's just like top notch at all times and i just i always imagine him going to like help somebody and just working and doing like landscaping and just like a suit like is that just <laughs> like the is that like the normal thing for real estate agents like you have to look your best to do even like the crappiest of jobs totally depends on your brand you okay. guys kind of know i mean you guys knew me in high school like i was the girl that was wearing wedges to high school at Paradise Valley. So, listen, listen. Hold on. Why you got to say it like Jeez. that? Okay. It was an all right school to go to. It was, okay. it still you know, was it an all right school. It was yeah. a good time. It was a good time. So, it's fine. Paradise Valley. Yeah, right. Shout yeah. Out so, I would, you know, I think that you dress with your brand, right? And if you want to go sell houses in Cave Creek and this is who you are and that's your brand, we're in. Okay. I mean, better to be yourself than to, you know, dress like somebody you're not, right? Yeah. I guess. Maybe <laughs> if you're not 100%. No. Jake's I mean, over here. Jake's over here know. like, maybe I should put on a collared shirt every now and then. I don't know. It's not I, really I mean, I, I always imagine myself when I, I was at this age, like, oh my gosh, when I'm 30, I'm going to be dressed in suits. I'm going to look so good every single day. Like, I'm going to be the guy who just looks like he runs a billion dollar company. And then we walk around in boots and... Yeah, literally, you know, this is us dressed up. This is our dress boot and our work boot all in one. 
but multifunctional. When you become an adult, you realize that, that the billionaires, well, the billionaires with the billion dollar businesses are the ones who look the worst half the time. Oh, yeah, sweatpants. So. They don't care. They don't, they don't like, have anything to prove. Say what you will. Right. I'm going to wear my sweatpants because I am comfortable right now. 100%. So, yeah. And we wear boots because, well, we can't bend down long enough to tie our shoe anymore. <laughs> um, just, you know, age and weight. So <laughs> boots are just easier to pull on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. And we're always ready for an event. I get it. I'd be or if, if riding I'm, horses. <laughs> I, perfect. We're just walking on the concrete. We're just walking on concrete. We're the city slickers of the world. Oh, my God. We are. We're total posers. It's See, fun. I'm either uh, Crocs or high heels. There's not really an in-between. But okay. Big Crocs girly over here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't, is that a... Okay. I don't know. I was I'm thinking, trying to think I, if I, I have any Crocs. You obviously I do. Crocs. They have fur in them. So. They're for my camping trips. Yep. I either wear cowboy boots or Crocs camping. And it's usually fur? Yeah. Walmart. They're fake Crocs. Um, But it's usually camping attire is my basketball shorts, a t shirt, and my cowboy boots. Perfect. I mean, as camping attire should be. As it should be, right? Right. Yeah. I'm ready for anything. (laughs) Horse shows up, I'm riding off into that sunset. In the basketball short. You're ready for a basketball In, game too. You go dunk you on never somebody. know, right? You never know when a game's going to break out. <laughs> That's right. Tristan, I'm going to need you to edit that. Me riding off into the sunset to a basketball game in my cowboy boots and basketball shorts. Perfect. Thank you. Can you can you do that? Got that? Okay. Like it's nothing. Like it's no problem. Doesn't even right. care. You're not even interested. He doesn't. He, he's <laughs> like, you guys are such idiots. Um, so I, I, I know that there's always the same questions that I'm sure people ask you about being a real estate agent. Um, and I was trying to come up with like really unique ones. But at the end of the day, I guess some of the basic questions were something that like everyone seems to always answer a little bit differently. Right. Um, so I, I bought my first place in 2020. Um, very lucky to have Jake's brother help me out. And it was by far the the best experience I've ever had. And again, it was my only experience, so I don't know if it was, you know, how to really like compare it to something else. But after speaking to so many people, like there's a lot of goods and bads that real estate agents don't do. Mm-hmm. For somebody that is first starting out, never had a real estate agent and maybe doesn't want to go to somebody they know, what's like a good couple of questions for an introduction into like, how do I know if this real estate agent is good for me? What's something that you would suggest? Yeah. So I think a reading reviews is, I know that that's not necessarily a question you would ask an agent, but I would absolutely ask my agent if they can send me to a place where I can find reviews on them or just of course a simple Google search myself because nothing is a red flag and bad is a red flag as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Also asking them what the expectations on the hours that the agent works or the hours that the agent will respond. I think that that's a super big deal. Um, Just because like, for example, I have, I, I can't tell you the amount of times of that I call an agent and they will say, if you are calling me after 6 p.m., I will respond the next business day. Or if I do not work Sundays. So if it is a Sunday, I will call you on Monday, which I respect boundaries. But in- in It's money floating away from you. Right. Well, in in deciding what agent you can work with, let's say you you work Monday through Saturday. You don't want to decide to work with an agent who doesn't work Sundays because that's going to be pretty essential for you. Yeah. Um. That would those would be probably the two big things that I would ask, and then also, do um, do you have a team? Are you solo? If I am working with you, will you be my primary point of contact? Because I have worked with a lot of agents over the years, and I can't tell you how many agents sell 
tens of millions of dollars a year, but what they actually do is they get you to sign in a contract with them and then you're passed off to, you know, the assistant or gotcha. another agent Somebody on their team. Else. And so I think it's important to really know who you're working with and feel like um, they understand you, are listening to you, and that you just align with them and that you're going to spend a lot of time with them so that you get along with them, trust them. Thank. Okay. And then now I guess on the flip side of that, for somebody who is coming up to a real estate agent, what's something good that they can do to build that relationship with that real estate agent? Like responding quickly to text messages or being available on the phone or, you know, not buying a car or something. Like what's <laughs> what's something that you have seen like some uh, uh, new clients do that's good that you would suggest people should do? Yeah, well, you know, I, th I think in terms of my clients, I've been super lucky um, in terms of the connection. And I think that it should be pretty organic. So I don't think that there's necessarily anything from the client's perspective that they should do to try to connect with their agent. It should be a super organic connection with them. Um, but yes, don't go buy a car in the middle of shopping for a house. Don't um, use your credit while doing any of this. Right. Don't, um, close out an old credit card. That's when I see a lot. Don't change jobs. Even if you're getting paid the same, even if you're in the same industry, don't change jobs after getting pre-qualified. Um, okay. so things like that, that first time homebuyers might not be aware of. And one of the things that I do with my, all of my clients, but particularly my first time buyers is, um, I do a buyer consultation consultation with them where we go over all of these things. And then I recap it in an email as well, just so that if you're up at 3am and you're like, Oh my God, did I forget to do that thing? Or did I accidentally, you know, sign up for a store credit card? Then you can always pull up my email and, you know, refer back to those things, even if it's at 3am. Nice. That, that's good. And that was one of the, the good things that David did. His brother is the communication and just basically laying out like what I needed to accomplish was bar none, you know, compared to anyone else or like the stories that I hear from other people. Yeah. I, I'm so surprised how like communication is sounds so simple between two people, but like if it is not there, I mean, it is a horrible experience. And I would assume for both sides, not just like yeah. a client, but also yeah. for somebody in your position. Yeah. Well, and I think what happens a lot, and I, we're all probably guilty of this in whatever job we have. If you are very far along in your job and you've been doing it for years where it just kind of becomes like second nature to you. Uh, I think that a lot of times we forget what it was like in the beginning, right? So if I'm throwing out verbiage and all of these acronyms that we have in real estate uh, to my first time buyer, no wonder they would feel like I wasn't clueless. communicating yeah, well, yeah. right? They would be lost the entire process. So I think it's really, um, you know, stepping back and making sure that you're explaining things mm -hmm. in a way that a first time buyer who has never done anything pertaining to real estate can understand. Well, it's such a big move in your life. So exactly. especially for a first time home buyer, you're looking at all these numbers and it's just like, what am I doing? Right. Instant buyer's remorse. Is this person taking care of me? Do mm -hmm. I even know what I'm doing? Right. Looking at. So there's a lot of things going on in your head where you're not thinking straight anyways. Right. Yeah. And especially when you're purchasing for a primary residence, like for you to live in, it's a logical and an emotional decision as well. Mm -hmm. So there become there comes a ton of anxiety yeah i don't with feel that. like i had a choice in my house i think we we looked at like 15 houses when we bought and then maybe even more and then we walked out the door and before my wife and i even talked she's like we'll take it and i'm like <laughs> wait hold on like we want to talk about where do we sign i'm like oh shit we're in it 
we're done. We're screwed. It sounds like me with my husband. But it, <laughs> it ended up working out. It was a, it's like still, we still live in the same house. Great house. We absolutely love it. Good. We're time to, it's time to upgrade, but, right. um, but it's never the right time. Is it for buying a house? Everyone always has the excuse of prices are too high. Interest rates. Interest rates are too high. Um, what other, what were the other things? Um, is it a seller's market? Is it a buyer's market? What right. is it? What do you say to people that say it's not the right time? The prices are going to go down next year. This, the uh, interest rates are going to go down. Yes. Are they ever going down? I tend to lead with data um, rather than leading with persuasion or opinions. I tend to present the data and present the pros and cons of the market, right? So I'm not here to tell you is right now a good or bad time to buy. I'm here to tell you this is what you can expect right now in this market. And this is what we have seen in the past market. And this is what you may be able to expect in the future market, according to this data, this data, and this data cited here. Um, so trying to lead people um, from more of a factual approach than a persuasion approach. Where do you get some of that data? Because data analytics nowadays, I feel like is huge for everything that we do. Yeah. Owning a business, operating, working, no matter what, if you want to become better at what you do, you always go back to the data and figure out what's lacking. You know, where am I excelling at? How can I, you know, mm -hmm. improve? So what's something that you pull data from? Yeah. So um, as a real estate agent, I'm a member of the Arizona MLS. Um, so I can pull all of that data from there. I'm also a member of a, the Cromford Market Index, which is uh, basically analyzing local data from the MLS on a very, very high level. Uh, so I'm a member of that and I can easily look up very specific information, even down to like, if you were to tell me that you lived in 85027 and you lived in a 2000 square foot house, I would be able to tell you exactly what you can expect for days on market, exactly what you can expect for sales to list price ratio. Um, if you can expect to pay concessions and if so, how much, and I can even hone in on, um, you know, the exact type of property that you have and what similar things are happening in the area. So there's so much more to a real estate agent that a lot of people just don't even know. They're, people just simply think, oh, they're, they're here to show me a house or sell a house or this and that. But you actually pull a lot of data and, you know, this is the right time to do it. This is not the right time. We should only have open houses on this day between these times. So there's a lot more to it than just, you know, put a sign in front of your house and now it's an open house. Yeah. Every single thing I do is strategic all the time, every day. It's all strategic in order to put my clients in the best situation. So did, when going through all this, did you have a mentor the whole time or starting out, did you have a mentor? You kind of, it was a lot of trial and tribulation and a lot of failures and successes. Yeah. How'd you get to where you are to be, you know, top 5% Real yeah. estate so I feel very, very, very fortunate that uh, when I originally started, I was an assistant for the most wonderful agents, um, incredibly ethical, good people. And so I got to see how they ran their business. And of course, it was from the sidelines at that time. Um, but that gave me more of an ability to implement those practices and start off on such a good foot in real estate and just take it from there. Awesome.
So there's no like magic eight ball that you just basically shook and was like, yeah. yep, buy this one. house. Like here, here it is. I wish. No, you know? nothing. But I wouldn't be surprised if some clients didn't that way, you know, roll a dice, see what happens. That would be kind of funny. <laughs> I don't know if I like it. Let's uh, a or shake B. that eight ball. Yeah, right. Maybe. <laughs> I guess. So that's, I guess, kind of a good question. What's like one of the quirkiest or weirdest things that you saw coming out of a client? Like how they question. select. Hold on. I said it. Check that box. Hmm. Boom. <laughs> Hmm. Weirdest <laughs> thing, um, you know, I'm going to be honest. I don't want to say it just in case they watch and then it sounds like I'm talking We only have like seven listeners. And then it no, I think like we're up to like 14. 14? Yeah. Oh, so Ski Pro's been really killing it with Sharon. Maddie at the warehouse blares it. Appreciate you, guy. Um, and then Eddie. Dude, there's a okay. bunch of people listening because of Eddie. So maybe even more than that. Okay, well, you just cut Kelsey off. So. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> this is a conversation. That's kind of how Jake conversations go Jake will, will beat me up later, so it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I will, I will pay for it. Let's see. I've seen a lot of quirky things in houses. I've seen a lot of quirky things in people, of course. Um, it's hard to say without, like, talking badly about them, to be yeah, honest we, we, don't want, we don't want to do that, right? We only talk poorly about Jake Brown, so we don't want to talk Right, exactly. About so have you had, without any of your clients being mentioned, I know when we were looking for a house for Jake, because I'm his better half, um, I went to look at all the houses with them as his lover. That um, is hilarious. And so <laughs> with my brother as a <laughs> real estate agent, <laughs> we would go into houses and we would yell real estate as soon as we entered. Right. Or and there was, yeah, there was some houses that were, you know, part of the iBuyer uh, club that we went into. And when we walked into the house, there's people hiding in the closet. There's yep. clothes everywhere. There's it, it was food. Like one of the someone f- was living there. The first house that we looked at were people like camping out of top, like on the second floor. And it honestly, we, all three of us kind of were like kind of talking in the kitchen. Like, do we even want to still look at this place? And we left and we thought it was going to ruin like the rest of the day. Cause we had probably 10 places picked out. Yeah. David scheduled like 10, 10 places all over the valley to look out. And I literally was like, I don't even really want to do this anymore. Men versus women. You guys are standing in the kitchen, like wondering if you're going to still look at the place. I'm yeah. like, I got to go. <laughs> well, I mean, it was, yes, we, I've come across we plenty had of that. some uh, additional friends with us that. Yeah, I mean, helped. same, but still. <laughs> <laughs> so have you run into a lot of those encounters going and showing clients houses? And what's kind of one of the weirdest encounters you've come across yeah um, very similar to you so like I'll walk in and I'll see like some bottles of Sutter home wine you know like the big gallon wine you can get it for like five bucks oh, and my thought goes to how we were in high school and I'm like oh these high school kids like probably are in here drinking like that's probably what we would have done and then I go in the bathroom and there's like a full bath and a bunch of like dirty clothes on the floor. And then I go around and I see um, what I'm pretty sure is a crack pipe, might be for meth. I don't know. I've never done either one. <laughs> I'm not Google really sure. It, it's one of those things. And, um, you know, then you then you hear stuff in the back bedroom and I don't really stay around long And isn't it comical? They always yeah, have a story like, oh, yeah, we live here and. We didn't know you guys were coming, and I just bought yeah. the place. I just Isn't bought what the, the guy told yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I just bought it. It's not even for sale anymore. You guys can leave now. Oh yeah, I've definitely had. Um, I've definitely had squatter situations like that. Like at um, one of the flips that I was just involved in, when we closed on it, there was of course a bunch of stuff there. It had been vacant for a while, and um, one of the neighbors came into the one of the open houses and started like 
screaming like you guys are in my house and this is my house and you guys are breaking in and all this crazy crazy shit and um you know people are nuts it's just in real people estate you it's a crazy, crazy world <laughs> they are yep it is a crazy crazy world and uh you know i i think at some point and you guys can probably relate because you deal with a lot of people it just sort of becomes normal to you right it's just sad. It's right. sad that that is like, it, it's normal and, and just tamed down. And yeah. it's what you expect out of people nowadays. Right. It's yeah. It's just another day on the job where you're like meeting a crazy. It's just is what it is. Just, I just always hope I'm never face to face with them, which I'm usually not. I'm usually pretty lucky. It could lucky. be fun though. It's super fun. It's what I like to do on Friday take down. <laughs> Probably like fun for us. Not so much for her. I don't know if the I heels I guarantee would. Kelsey can take somebody down. Yeah. I don't work not, out for nothing. Not an issue. There you go. Do you, do you ever get nervous about that? Going into a house kind of by yourself or well, yeah, of like course. what's something that you do to avoid situations like that? Yeah. So um, I, if even if the three of us were to go tour a home together, the second that we walk in, I'm locking the door behind us. So like you are locked in there with me. Creepy. <laughs> creepy. Look out, people. What's, what's creepier is, you know, just knowing that we're in there and the door is unlocked. Um, so doing that and um, from an open house perspective, like I'll never go upstairs or anything like that with anybody who's at the open house. Uh, Cause of course I'm always like keeping an eye out for where's where two nearest exits. And I strategically place where I'm set up near at least one exit so that I can, you know, have a clear line of, I guess I've never That's really good. thought about that from the outside of, you know, not somebody in the house, but Somebody, somebody coming, coming to in. look at the house. Oh, yeah. yeah, which I think is a lot more common than somebody in the house. I've had more weird experiences with people wanting to see houses with me than I have had um, with, like, finding people in the house. Because the people who you'd find in the house, like, they don't really want to be found. They're not there to, like, hurt you. Oh, yeah. They're gotcha. there to just live there and do drugs there. But when people are like luring you to go see the home that's kind of the scary thing like i've had um you know a couple different weird scenarios with things like that um you know like somebody who just kind of gave me a weird feeling and so i told them that i oh i'm gonna bring my husband along to the showing and then they blocked me on everything. <laughs> I, oh, I said Jeez. that he was I said that he was like thinking of getting his license so he was shadowing me yeah. or just last week um so I always get this phone call from this person who keeps changing their phone numbers and they like breathe heavily into the phone and say things that I'm not even going to talk about but it always starts off with like I was totally going to make a I joke too of like Jake Brown stop doing that but it's like that <laughs> I was, like, was that kind of got really like, oh that, I got so many jokes that's and then I was like, you, oh, like shit this is serious I'm like oh my god I'm like it's actually so. it's actually Jake Morrow but <laughs> he's just trying to pin it on this Jake is recorded, Brown this is a recorded line please stop recorded line hiking I'm just looking at Dude, we, make, we make jokes um, about it, but it's like a legit thing. Oh, I it's just like a totally up. legit thing. <gasps> Stairs. Oh yeah. They're like, I just want to look at a house with you. Oh I'm gosh. calling my brother tonight. I'm I don't like, know. If, I, don't I know. think I found a house. <laughs> Jake Morrow, get off the phone. Yeah. Dang it. Every time. No, that's terrifying. That's, it's, a, like, it's a real thing. Uh, oh like, my gosh. You know, I get freaked out whenever my wife leaves the house by herself. Like just because yeah. it is such a crazy world. I'm like, all right, you have to carry at all times when you're For by sure. yourself. 
um, we both have each other in GPS because we traveled a lot. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, she's flying into Oakland and I pull up her GPS and I haven't talked to her in a day and it's like stuck in an alley. I'm like, are you dead? What's going on? And so I can only imagine how your husband feels of you going to showing houses by yourself. I'm like, here, you carry this AR with you at all times. You (laughs) have to be be You'd be standing outside. Uh, Oh, 100%. You're on the list? Get lost. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I would be like laying on my truck bed like, I've got eyes on them. (laughs) They have taken pictures of license plates. They have entered the home. You know, (laughs) when I have open houses, I either bring um, my preferred lender who's like, I don't know, six, three and, you know, built like you guys. So you call them the preferred lender, but they're actually your bodyguard. A little bit of both. Okay. Nice. He can get you a loan and he can and protect save your you. Life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's got your back. Or that should, should be, be their, yeah. Sides. Yeah. That should yeah. be their business motto. We can save 100%. your life and get you the loan. A hundred percent. Save God. your life and save you money. <laughs> Boom. Ding. You're welcome. Done. I don't know Brandon, who you are, but you're welcome. Yeah, yeah. Brandon, we yeah. found a new thing for you. <laughs> or if he can't come, you know, my husband joins along and he always tries to talk to people about the house. And I'm like, shut up. You can't talk to people about the house. You know, <laughs> licensed agent. And he's like, but what am I supposed to do? And I'm like, be a bodyguard. Eat chips in the corner. <laughs> Literally. Go, go sit down. I'm like, I got the cookies. Go eat the freaking cookies. <laughs> well, now since you That's bring awesome. up cookies, Jake and I will be there for you. If I was you just going to eat bodyguards. bodyguards. We, we can cookies. collect an entrance fee. Perfect. We won't say how much. One for you, one for me. Okay. And That's good. Respect we that. will let people in one at a time. Yeah, and, and we're there. All you got to do is pay us in cookies. Cookies, perfect. brownies, Costco pizza. You guys are cheap. Uh, Chipotle. Oh, easy. Yeah, we're, we're super Barrows. Miller we'll Light. Yep, all day long. <laughs> all day long. Ski Pro Water. Maddie, got you. I winked you might want to reach out to Miller Light to get a sponsor. No, we're not that big. We got 14 listeners. All right, I'll try my best. All right, so you brought up briefly that you flipped a home recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake and I have talked about this now for probably 15 years. Mm-hmm. About getting into real estate and flipping homes. Uh, Never once got into it because we really don't know the first steps. So what's the steps into finding that perfect flipper? Um, Obviously, everyone's like, get the worst house in the nicest neighborhood. But um, you see signs on the street corner. It's like, you know, home for sale, investment home for sale, 400,000. Homes going for sale for 500. It's like, all right, well, I know I'm going to have to put hundred grand of TI, so I'm already under on this home. So what is, what do you look for when trying to find that flipper? Yeah, so they are hard to find. Um, they There's a reason why we're not doing dozens and dozens constantly. And there's a reason why not everybody is doing them and why not everybody's doing them successfully. Because you really need to make sure that the uh, profit margins are there and that there's room for error in those profit margins. Um, so... I am searching the MLS of available listings every single day. I just came across one um, last week that had, um, it was for sale for 530. And even if we did a terrible job on the remodel, which we wouldn't, um, it had potential to resell for 750. And if we did a good job, it could have sold for 800, 825. Um, So it's really just running the numbers and being familiar with the market and knowing what each area can bear. Um, Now, of course, there are wholesale properties as well. 
And uh, wholesalers are like, if you've ever seen those signs that say like, we buy ugly houses, yeah. that's mm -hmm. probably a wholesaler. Um, so that's when, or you get the phone calls that are people that are like, we'll buy your house. And they offer you like an insultingly low price to buy your house, right. um, probably wholesalers. And so what they do is they get you under contract and then they shop to assign the contract to another buyer. Um, and it's usually somebody who's in like a really, really difficult situation who either a unfortunately doesn't know and their the value of their home and doesn't have a real estate agent to protect them or um, b you know, they're in a bad financial situation. And so they're just like desperate to get out and they don't know how to do it any other way. So that's also how we um, can find those properties. That's how we found the last one. Okay. Is that something you do by yourself or you and your husband, you and a partner? Yes. Yeah, so um, we bought into it with with a, another couple, with a friend of ours. Oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. This That was your first one? Second yes, one? Yes, that was the first one. So yeah, and it went really and well. you enjoyed it? You would do another one? Yeah. I mean, of course there were like hiccups along the way, but I think that that's just remodeling. Um, it's just bound to happen. But yeah, we're already searching for the, for another one. And awesome. you know, Ryan, how long did it take to, to flip from like the day you guys closed to the day you guys sold? Yeah. Um, we closed, we bought it on, I think June 2nd. And then I th think we closed on, I think we closed in September. Yeah. We closed in September. That seems so, like a pretty good turnaround. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, about three months, maybe a little bit over. Is that average? Is that above average? I What's would say that for the for this market and for your first flip, that is incredibly good. Now, I have seen flippers that have done like a hundred projects or fifty projects. They'll normally have their uh, contractors that are exclusive to them. Like you can't go work for anyone else. You only work for me. Dang. And in that scenario, I have seen people take properties that are like 2,700 square foot homes. These are not small homes and flip them in the matter of a month versus uh, like we took about eight weeks to flip. So, but we ran into some things along the way, you know. Did you guys do some of the work, most of the work? Did you outsource it to everybody? I outsourced everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, we weren't So, really you always know when you walk into a flipper home, too. It's just like, you, you oh, a bad flipper, one that does Ours it. Ours was oh, really yeah. nice. One that, does it for a, <laughs> one that does it for a living, but they just try to turn it as fast as possible because nothing yeah. is completed. And it's just like, I watch... Of course, TikTok. I've learned more on TikTok than I ever did in high school. I want to hate right. social media, but then there's oh God, things you learn so you. much. But yeah. I, I watch uh, inspecting uh, inspectors go through homes, and it's just like even brand new builds. And it's just like the stuff that they find now, it's just like I don't know if I want to buy another house yeah, thing, or move into anything else just because how poorly things are done nowadays. Yeah, so. and I, I will definitely say that the homes that are built now are different than the homes that were built, you know, 10, 20, 30, whatever years ago. Um, like for example, my husband and I, our prior house that we turned into a rental, um, was a newer build. And I felt like you could hear everything from outside. Just moving from underneath you. <laughs> right. And now that we're in not an older home, but not one that was super recently built, this is especially prevalent, um, post COVID. Because lumber is not, you know, lumber is super expensive. Yep. Now, like, I feel like I can never hear anything. So, it's good, you know. I, so, don't buy a new home, is that what you're saying? 
I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I know, I know. Kelsey Donovan Jones says, do not buy a new home. (laughs) Write that down, folks. I'm saying make sure that you buy a new home from a new from a good builder and make sure that you get a home. Please, for the love of God, make sure that you get a home inspection on your new build. Just because it's a new build does not mean that you don't need a home inspection. So that, that's actually good. So new builds, is it better to have a real estate agent with you on a new build, even though it's it's ground up, you're working with a um, contractor, you're telling them what to do? What's some of the benefits of having a real estate agent when you are looking for like a new build? Yeah. So when you walk into that new build office, the person who is in the sales office works for the builder. They do not work for you versus when you walk into the sales office with your real estate agent, your real estate agent has your best interest in mind. They work for you and they're not building dozens of homes at a time to where they don't remember whether or not you chose quartz or granite or gray or tan walls. Gotcha. So definitely fighting for you is is a big thing. Is there anything kind of like financially that a real estate agent can help with when it comes to new builds? Like, is there, you know, certain like closing costs that don't necessarily are impacting you for resales? Like, is there anything financially? Yeah. So um, a real estate agent can definitely negotiate with new builds. A lot of people think that you can't. Like a lot of consumers think that when you walk into the new build office, the price is the price. And that is absolutely not the case. You can definitely still negotiate with new builds. And Mm. an agent is there to help you with that. Any good agent will. No idea. I know. That's really good. Until right now. What? That's what the show's all about, baby. Uh Learning something new and making fun of each other. (laughs) (laughs) Such an idiot. I know. Um, I can't help it. See, that was the learning something. I never knew that, though. I thought when yeah. you one i never put two and two together of you know the person in the office is selling for the builder mm-hmm. and they don't have your own interest at heart um they're just trying to make as much money as possible so yeah. um that totally makes sense yeah they i mean they're hired they're quite literally hired by the builder so like they're a employee of the builder dr horton or whatever it is so gotcha yeah, and they it, work for the builder is that something that you have to get like different licensing for or is that included in your real estate license nope i i can help with new builds any of that? resale any of that yeah do you do any commercial or is it only i do not do commercial just okay. because it's not my expertise and i wouldn't want to help someone with anything that i'm not an expert at could you though is it easy enough to transfer into a commercial side or I is could. that a t- kind of a different i could okay. but it's not my bread and butter yeah. and it's not my passion either there you go. Well, that's good. Boom. Yeah. Oh, just I was I was curious. I don't know if there's certain <laughs> surprise you didn't know that. You always see real estate agents for commercial and then you see some for residential. I just didn't know if it was like two separate type commercial of commercial real estate agents are the laziest people they I've ever truly are the met worst in my entire freaking life. One million percent. But I didn't know if it was like two though. separate certifications, if it's all the same. You can kind of bounce back and forth. I'm curious. Know, why are you dude? asking me? I was asking her and she You're said making eye contact. She said, nodded. Look at my face, <laughs> listen nodded. to her words. Hear me now, listen to me later. Okay. <laughs> Write that down. All right. So where does this take you? What, what's your next steps? What's your next goals? What are you trying to do next? Yeah. So a couple different things. I kind of have my hands in a lot of pots. Um, obviously we, as I had mentioned, we just turned our previous property into a long-term rental. So the hope is to kind of rinse and repeat that process uh, until we can make enough passive income to where we could retire off of that passive income if we chose to. Mm -hmm. Um, so we're, you know, on our way there, even with one property, because we did so well on that property. Um, so that's kind of the next step in terms of personally. Um, also, of course, continuing on investing in flips. That was a 
awesome, awesome thing to do. And I'm super excited at the chance to do a next one. So I'll keep you guys posted on that. Yes, please do. Please. And um, I have started a mentorship program for other agents. I'm still kind of working that out. I've got one gal that I'm working with right now um, or starting to work with rather. Uh, so mentoring other agents and just trying to teach them my passion and how I've done what I've done. Um, and then I've also been chatting about doing a social media for business class. Guys, welcome to come. It's not going to be real estate specific. Um, oh. It's going to be you know, business oriented in general and just trying to, I'm so passionate about social media because I've been able to create a six figure business on social media. And I just think that it is so much easier than people think and if I can do it, I know that people can do it too. And I want to help them get there too. Well, in today's world, that's really all there is right now is social media. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. you don't need any other marketing outside of social media and you can run it on your own because it's become so simplified. Right. Exactly. So. And you also don't have to pay to grow on it versus, I mean, the thousands of dollars that you'd have to pay on other advertising platforms. So... Did you have a question? No, go ahead. Please. I was just going to talk about social media. I was going to completely change the subject. So (laughs) go ahead and ask about social media. What's one of like the the things that you struggle with starting out with social media? Because obviously there's a lot of negative people out in this world. And we are are thankful for Tea Lead Productions because we just basically dumped it on him and said, here you go. Do what we want. Right. So like what what's something that was really it was difficult for you to start? Um, Confidence. Right. So? So like. When you're on social media, you can become so critical. Like, you know, Jake and I were talking earlier about like, oh my gosh, like maybe I don't like the way I sound or, you know, I don't like the way I look or I shouldn't have said that or I shouldn't have done this. And so that was a little bit challenging to get over initially, especially because from a time value perspective, like you can't, you can't re-record the thing 700 times because you have to also do your job and social media is only a part of that. And so that was a big challenge for me in the beginning was figuring out how to do it and do it confidently. But honestly, once, once it starts working, you kind of stop caring about all those things. About the nonsense that's coming your way. Right. Exactly. So what's something you would give yourself like advice for the first year you started being a real estate agent? What's something that you would have wish you had known or wish you could tell yourself? Hmm. Um, I think that I would tell myself to pour more energy into the things that are going to come to fruition rather than kind of just spinning your wheels on things. Uh, Cause I think that there's a lot of that in any business. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, I think that as new business owners, you kind of can easily become distracted by things that you want to work out that just don't. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think learning to identify those things faster would be something that I would go back and do a little bit better. Nice. I honestly thought she was going to be like, be the next Chip and Joanna Gaines. <laughs> I don't know why. That was just in my head right if there. If I had my husband yeah. be Chip Gaines, oh my gosh. If Jake had his husband be Chip, Chip Gaines. Gaines. Yeah. I thought you were his. So you're going to be Chip Gaines? Yeah. Ooh, oh, perfect. I'll be your Joanna. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you have the hair for that. Whoa. <laughs> and this Hold is them. why we like Kelsey. I'm just kidding. Take your hat off. Do no, you? <laughs> that's not happening. I actually, in my defense, I have not seen him. I have aged. I haven't seen him. 
A With, lot. I, I think the last time I haven't seen him without a hat, so I really have no idea what his hair is I like. I think the last time you saw him eat, I think that's what you were doing I, the afro. I think that I was like a little into, afro then. That was going into And uh, then I football. met my wife and it all fell out, like instantly. Thanks a lot, Kendai. You know. So you're going to take your hat off? Or? No. I do sometimes look at look at my husband and I'm like, i got to stop stressing this man out. <laughs> it's totally the woman's fault. It, I don't <laughs> care what people's, it's not genetics. It all happens when you meet freaking woman i've got some bad news for you shit it's genetics I knew it. <laughs> gosh i hate my genetics <laughs> i was gonna say kenny's gonna beat you up tonight for that she one. knows it's her fault okay. and this doesn't post till next week so ah, i got, one you got week a week to, to like ah, smooth it over a little bit why is he bringing me so many flowers yeah. and you know no, she doesn't she doesn't do flowers i would have to throw like bacon at her and love here's a burrito that. oh she's i love that she's a good one kendy is a yeah good one. yep um so one of the questions I have, because obviously you're in your first rental now yeah, um, and doing a long-term lease, I've been kind of weighing out the options of doing a rental property or doing an Airbnb short-term. What do you recommend? What is good? What is bad about the both? Both of them, pros and cons. Yeah. So obviously in an Airbnb, your profit margins are going to be much better, mm-hmm. um, especially right now in the way that interest rates are, assuming that you are getting a loan for the property. It is real hard to cash flow on a rental property right now. So a lot of my clients who are buying and getting a loan and doing a long-term hold, they're happy if they make like a hundred bucks a month. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're happy if it pays the mortgage. And that's because they believe in real estate and they believe that real estate will go up over time and that rentals will go up over time. So it's a purchase now that is not losing money that they believe is going to gain money in the future. Right. Um, So that's kind of a con of the long-term rental. A pro of the long-term rental, of course, is that it's decently hands-off. I mean, I get a text message from my tenants every couple of days, probably about one thing or another, like, hey, can I, you know, put a put a TV mount in the bedroom kind of stuff. But there's nothing that I have to do that often. So that's pretty nice. Now, and then another pro to that is once it's rented out, Hands off. You're, yeah, you're pretty good. I mean, you can, for the most part, count on that um, income coming in every month. Now, for an Airbnb, it's wonderful because the profit margins are so much higher, right? Now, um, you, Airbnb is quite oversaturated. When you are identifying a property that you're going to buy with Airbnb, you need to make sure that that is a cool property in a cool place um, in order to really be successful with it. But if you can do that, if you can identify a property like that, then I think it's just fantastic. Of course, you have a little bit higher startup costs because you're going to have to actually furnish the place. Um, You have higher maintenance, but of course, you can always hire out a property management, which is probably a good idea, to be honest, uh, especially when you're talking about Airbnb. Um, so there's definitely pros and cons to both. Um, I think that a lot of people are under the assumption, I think a lot of this comes from social media, that Airbnb is easy money, mm-hmm. and it is not. Um, it's running a business. You know, it's, it, yeah, it's you're running, always on top of it. Right. It's running a business that's 
It's running a business that is hosting people nonstop. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you can take on that, or if it's in your profit margins to hire that out, hire out a property management company, then I think it's still a good idea. Of course, you have more risk of vacancy with an Airbnb, but you also have more reward. You have higher reward high for stays. Right, yeah. For our high season, you can do really, really well if you have a great property. So with a rental, you, you mentioned um, property management a couple of times there. So yeah. with your one single rental, are you kind of facilitating everything or, yeah, you're yeah. doing it all on your own? Is yeah. that something that you would look into if you added maybe two, three properties or would you kind of want to be the one who manages everything? You know, I would probably manage it until it no longer makes sense from a time value perspective. Okay. Um, which... What would that be to you? Because you could realistically continue to do it and continue to do it and push past that threshold. But is that something that you set for yourself or if it starts impacting your work? I mean, how do you really depict that threshold? Well, of course, the the real estate sales come first um, because those are that's what is paying the bills. Um, so the real estate sales come first. So if it was ever to impact that, then I would have to weigh those pros and cons. My dream is not to be a property manager, even if it's a property manager of my own properties. So, um, at that point I would hire out property management and, uh, continue to do what I love, which is is buying and selling houses. Would would you do a property management with just one building? Or you would, I have difficulties with that because I'm like, all right, well I can mow the lawn. I can do this. I can fix this. Do you do, you and I would do that at see, your own house? I So I believe that if I got into rental properties, whether it's long-term or short, short-term, I think for the first few, in order to save up as much profit as possible, I would probably do as much of everything as I could yeah. um, in order to retain as much cash flow as possible uh, to go and purchase two more, three more, whatever it may be. Um, instead of constantly paying out property managers, landscapers, maintenance, uh, whatever you may do. We, again, you and I, we've done all this before, right? Yeah. Um, That's so why it's I, would, hard. I know it's, I would do a property management because I ain't doing that shit again. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but I think you would because I see how you are with, I don't know. I see how you are with our businesses now and you won't hire a landscaper to do landscaping at any of your properties because you want to save every dime possible so and i think you would do the same thing at one of your rental properties of i'll mow the grass i'll trim the trees i'll do i'll take out the trash yeah yeah i don't want to no. say you're right but i i am no, stubborn, I'm right so probably yeah, no i'm yeah. right i know but i'm stubborn enough to be like you're wrong even though you you're, just want me right. to be wrong but i think it really much. comes down to a time value perspective right like i just had a client who bought an airbnb and they live in queen creek and the airbnb was in the airbnb was in old town scottsdale they were driving up to clean the place themselves and they're they earn a good income right and like they live a they live a good life and i just you could pay someone probably like 100 bucks to clean the place it was a smaller place so you could probably pay someone 100 bucks to clean the place and to me $100 isn't worth the drive from queen creek to old town scottsdale let alone four hours cleaning but you also mm. know what has gone on in your house if there's a hole in the wall that wasn't there previously if there is you know a crack in the countertops if there's a leaking sink or something that a cleaner is not going to know well so you're able to keep up on maintenance where you know if you have a cleaner there for a year straight obviously you know with any long-term leases 
you know, any profit you get, unfortunately, goes back into new carpets and new this and that, um, unless you set up your house a different way. But um, I think that's why I'd want to be more involved is to just see what has gone on in my house and what needs to be repaired before the next person comes in or before it gets past the point of no return. And now I got to remodel the whole house. That is why trusted contractors and cleaners are so important. For example, my, um, my dryer wasn't working really well the other day. Guess who told me about it? My cleaner. I didn't notice, but he did. So you just kind of have to find somebody who told you stupid. (laughs) (laughs) You just have to find somebody that you trust that actually like will have your best interest out for you. And if you need someone, she hit you with the gun too. Just saying I'm not the only one. Boom, boom, (laughs) boom, boom. See, and then maybe we just have trust issues. (laughs) That could be not us. That could be, that's not true (laughs) at all. Lies and deception. (laughs) Um, well, no, because obviously, so my wife worked for an iBuy company. Oh, really? Um, Which one? I was just going to say, can you not say the name? I don't of know it? if I, I almost said it. it earlier and you just didn't. Why wouldn't you? I don't just know. Offer pad, open door? Uh, so she, oh, yes. She was like sub 90 employee for open door. So she built out all of open doors operations and everything. Wow. Um, okay. And grew, she took it through IPO and going public and everything. Cool. Um, she was way up there. She did really good. She was very high up in open door for I'd a long love time. To talk to her. That's and then uh, she moved on to another company called Kindred, um, which is a startup and it's home swapping. So it's across the nation or across the world, and you swap house for house. Wasn't it kind of like based off a movie, The Holiday? The Holiday, yeah. Never seen it. Jack um, great movie. I love that. I know so, somebody who does that, and they're it's like the greatest thing. Yeah, so she was the number one employee for them that they hired, and so she built out all their operations as well wow. um, in order to get to where they are, and they have hundreds of homes on their platform now. Um, and now she's kind of gone off on her own doing – she does, has her own consulting business. Wow. Um, but yeah, so she's, I've just listened to her interviewing cleaners for hours a day, interviewing just maintenance people for hours a day. And it's just like, man, that just seems like a freaking hassle. Got to get it done though. Yeah. At one point, yeah. It's, it's hard if you're running something from all over the world or all over the nation because then you don't have it on a referral basis. Right. Like right. here, I've always been pretty lucky with my contractors because it's always on a referral basis. Like I... Literally, sometimes I just, what I'll do if I need a referral to something, I'll send a group text out to my group of friends or I'll, and I'll send a group text out to my group of realtor friends and then just kind of go from there. And every, everybody's always pre-vetted by people that I know and trust. And then I use them, then I get to know and trust them. And then it passes on to my clients and, you know, help their business. And and that's always that's a awesome. big thing. We always talk about networking and I feel like it's all about who you know, right? right? And, and the industry and life itself, which is why, you know, we, we get, you know, excited when we get to bring on somebody that we know that's kind of part of our network to share with other people that are within our network. And that's yeah. such a, a big thing that we, we trust you enough to come in and actually like have a good conversation with us and make yeah. fun of Jake Brown and, you know, shoot the shit a little bit. <laughs> and no, nothing. you know, I have but to like, say, it's kind of the same thing. You're, you backed a good one. Your your wife must be a she's a oh, smarty. She's way, she's way out of my league. She's um, a smarty. Yeah, she is uh better than I deserve, as uh, Dave Ramsey would say. Oh um, God, Dave Ramsey. <laughs> How you doing? How you doing, Dave? Better than I better deserve. than I deserve. Oh, uh, beans and rice. No, but she's she's a total rock star. Um, That's and so I cool. she's mainly the reason that 
I'm at where I am today just because wow. she's pushed me to do better. It's always been like, a, I, I'm fine doing nothing. Like I'll, I'll be a FedEx driver and do yeah. this. And she's like, no, you got to make more. No, you got to do more. You have more talent to do other things. So she's, so cool. she's a total rock star. So she's definitely pushed me forward. Oh, I love that. That is awesome. So, and then there's Jake. You didn't mention me. I was going to say, so rude. You just give Kendi all the credit. It's totally fine. I well, you've it. done all right. You've actually she brought put me up back. with you a heck of a lot more than I I wouldn't I did, be so. so overweight and lazy if it weren't for you. You're welcome. <laughs> That's called being a good friend. Good friend. I was yeah. Let's say. go work out. You're you welcome. Of fries? Yeah. You could be all like fit and working out. And like at the end of the day, at the end of your life, you could be fit and like die. Yeah, or you, you can be, can be like happy, healthy pizza in your belly and die. And you're buried next to the same person. Which We're one all going to die anyway. Thank you. Yeah, some of us, yeah. Just, I just some don't of us are a little to bit like bigger than others. Have them build two, two, two graves. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you've already called me double wide. I don't need my grave to be double wide. <laughs> Dude, maybe you'll get a discount. Two for one. Yeah, because they just need like a, a tractor to dig you out instead of somebody. Well, no, no, like, honestly, oh. I'm dead. I don't care, right? Well, yeah. Candy's problem. <laughs> Candy's problem. Sucker. <laughs> what you get from marrying a fat dude? But she's going <laughs> to she's gonna yell at me too because that's been one of our things. She's like, you got to be more positive about yourself. I'm like, all right, I'm not fat. I'm fluffy. Julian will be disappointed in you. I'm big boned. <laughs> um, so we're, we've actually hit an hour now. I know it doesn't feel like it. Or maybe it does. Kelsey's like, get me out of here. <laughs> they haven't changed. They, they haven't changed. They are indeed the same. If there's one thing about the Jakes, they're consistent. <laughs> if we, you're looking for consistency. We have, yeah. we we have one not thing matured in 15 years is yeah. what she's saying. <laughs> I love it. I mean, really, like if you get together with you, with your old best friends, like do you ever? You should see no, Bethany and I together. We're like cackling like hyenas, like rolling on the floor, laughing about something. Oh, and that's what makes a friendship, right? A hundred percent. Even this friendship, it's we haven't talked in twelve plus years. Yeah. Uh, but we picked up conversation right where we left it off. For mm -hmm. sure. You know, yeah. so it's great. But with us coming up on an hour here, do you have any questions for us? We're gonna turn it over to you. What is seven tacos, pineapple, 45. <laughs> what is the most biggest hurdle that turned into success that each of you have experienced or that you guys have experienced together since our time in early college days? Jake Brown, you want to go first? So I think my biggest hurdle that has turned into success and maybe this is a little sappy but being able to one of the it's being able to separate the friendship of jake and i from business and knowing that friendship comes first so we've talked about it on multiple episodes of mm. uh, you know there's constant days where we'll just sit there and literally want to kill each other but we know hey this is business and it needs to be separated from friendship once we walk out this door we're best friends but and that didn't happen overnight and it didn't happen, you know, e even a month after that. I, I mean, it took a lot of time and it took for us to get to a point where it was like, okay, look, if we're going to continue doing this, like we need to figure out if it's just going to be business or if it's going to be friendship or if we want to even separate the two. Like it wasn't, it, it wasn't something that we just were like, Hey, before we do this, let's talk about it and get into it. Sure. You know, we, we never even thought we would have had to discuss something like that. And it came to a point that it was like, Holy shit. Okay. Yeah, I'm literally going to kill you yeah. or, you know, and, and there was, figure this and out. again, there was many times where it's just like, and, and again, we have 100% different management styles, ownership styles. We, when it comes to, we may be the same person sitting here, but when it comes to business, we 
manage and own 100% opposite of each other. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, you know, at the end of the day, it's just like, why the hell are you doing this? It's just like, you have your way, I have mine, and then we'll go out and enjoy our lives outside of this. But um, I think that was the biggest hurdle because I've always been about don't hire family, don't hire friends, don't do any of that because it, it ruins relationships so quickly. And everyone you talk to is just like, don't hire your best friend, don't go into business with your best friend. But there's certain boundaries that you got to establish and say, look, if we're doing this friendship, we sound like a freaking couple. Um, I was couple. thinking that, but you guys always do. But <laughs> <laughs> I'll be your Joanna. Um, but there's a, <laughs> or a Huckleberry. Um, but you got to establish that, you know, friendship is more important at the end of the day um, than the business is essentially. Yeah, that's so. I, that's super powerful, and it's not even just from you know your relationship together, but just from a life perspective mm-hmm. of like obviously that's a that's a skill and that's something that you guys will face again in your lives, whether it's with each other or in your marriage or with somebody else. Um, that's a super powerful thing. That's awesome. What's your trick, Mom? Can't take mine. I know that's all I was going to. I was just <laughs> gonna add on to it. <laughs> um, what he said. I think so. There was a short stint um, that I lived in Virginia. Okay. Um, out in Fredericksburg, I worked for a company called uh, Lidl, uh, L-I-D-L. It was a European-based grocery store company that came to the United States. Um, I was very lucky to uh, uh, Mike Minio also went to high yeah, school with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he got hired on. He traveled Europe for years with them training. So what he got paid to do is train and party. Um, but <laughs> thankfully, he came back to the states, and um, I. I've been talking to him for a little bit. I don't know. I had this thing where I really wanted to go and move out and like just try to do something for just six months. Just get out of, I I don't know if it was in a rut or just like a weird place. I I just, I wanted to find, I I don't know. I just always felt like there was like more of me that I, I just was never really living up to either my standard or what I thought I could do as a person or or whatever the case may be. So uh, I moved out there with the expectations to just work like bare minimum um, come back in six months and just like have a great time. I ended up uh, applying for a job with him, um, interviewed, got hired, actually moved up in a position um, for management, ended up really, really liking it. And I learned a ton about myself, I guess, personally, but more developed like who I wanted to be professionally, cool. if that kind of makes sense. Yeah. I, I really got to figure out like, you know, I, we were working a lot of hours. We opened up uh, distribution centers. They were almost a million square foot building. Um, And we were doing, like when we went live, I mean, it was like 130 hour work weeks. I mean, there were some days where we literally would- We'd go home, we'd rinse off real quick, brush our teeth, come back to work. Um, There was a director there. His name was Ian Hunter. By, like by far one of the greatest people I've ever met um, who really kind of pushed me to to build that professional side of me. Um, And it was- at least my belief, I know it was the same for Mike. Um, if he was there and he wanted to represent his building and that's the job I wanted, I'm going to do the exact same thing. So if he's here, I'm here next to him. If yeah. he's out there moving pallets around and equipment, I'm going to go do that for him because that's the job that I wanted to take. So for me professionally, it was just such a big thing to really develop who I was, you know, how I wanted to carry myself, how I wanted to conduct business as a person, which, you know, it, it, Went for a personal reason, um, developed a little bit of that, and then came rushing right back home. And um, that's how me and Jake got reconnected with work, kind of started working with him. Um, But professionally, it was just one of the most eye-opening things. I mean, there's still guys that I talk to that are back there that I think I'll always talk to for life. That was a big thing for me. Look at you. You said that you never grew up. 
I don't think I fully uh, turns, up. Turns out you kind of did. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Depends it's on who cool. we're talking to, I guess. Because yeah. it, when it seems like when we talk to people from our past, it just, I don't know, it, it relaxes us. We just kind of go sure. back to, yeah. we don't have to put on a facade. We don't have to, you know, we're not in like a business meeting. For we sure. don't have to be the most professional people around. Um, yeah. It just, it, it just you know, kind of refreshes, at least for me. I, I won't speak for you, JB, but... You it's nice, you know, it really is. It's, it's nice to connect with people from back in the day that we all had different lives. I mean, we, we get, uh, you were talking about memories on Facebook for photos and stuff. Yeah. Looking back at like, you know, holy, some shit, of them pop was, up and like, wow, that I was, was a freaking idiot. That was us. Like <laughs> I said something I can't like we that. Did that's that. embarrassing. Yeah. That's just cringe. Why was I so skinny? Like that was amazing. No. <laughs> I think I have a photo of you like on the floor at my mom's house or something like just wasted like i probably wasn't even wasted i was gonna say he didn't he didn't drink in high school (laughs) i did i still don't drink so you don't drink no No. i didn't know that at your at your party he didn't drink anything yeah so it's just me he didn't drink could you imagine if i did drink i've yeah good for you that's yeah no i've i've uh i've never really drank maybe five six times in my life oh my god that had to be yeah, challenging and high, like maybe. you know when we were young it and like impressionable really you know wasn't though like it good for you yeah, it, it did was, the opposite for him people were like come on jake drink and then he was really like no like the peer pressure it made him not want to drink so don't tell either, jake so. what to do is basically yeah, what he will do the opposite yeah yeah 100 yeah. percent. he'll do yeah the you opposite. could be like go be successful i'm like screw you i'm homeless i'm, <laughs> I'm gonna prove you wrong oh, god. <laughs> so you got any more questions for us I think that's it. It was right. great chatting, guys. Well, you too. Tell, the, tell the people where oh. they can find you on Instagram yeah. or social medias. You can find me all sorts of places, but Instagram is definitely the main one. I'm Kelsey Sells Scottsdale everywhere across social media, or you can reach out to me by phone at 480-200-8689. There, there you go. That was a legit-ass selling voice Have right you? there. Right. <laughs> Just like, my name's Jake. I've done it a couple times. How do you know? (laughs) You can find me here I didn't mean to make fun of it. That was just, that was really good. I was almost a little jealous. People say that I have like my my news anchor voice. You know what I mean? Like there's me talking like right now. And then there's like, I don't know. Suddenly I'm like, you can reach out to me. (laughs) K-I-O. K-I-O-P. Boom. No, I think that's it for me. Fan freaking tastic! We game. made it through another episode of bum, the bum, bum. Yucky Podcast. Uh, great friend Kelsey joined us. Thank you so much for coming yes, on. Thank you. Definitely enjoyed me. it. Um, we, it's been forever since we talked, so I'm glad we got to catch up. Uh, let's try not to make it so long the next time we talk. Um, we'll keep in touch uh, through all your flipping journeys and see that. All my flipping journeys. Yeah, your flipping journeys. I like it. Um, Thank you, T. Lee Productions, for filming yet another Yucky Podcast. You can find Kelsey at Scott, uh, Kelsey sells Scottsdale. That's the one. Which is all around Arizona. She sells everywhere because she's a total rock star. Um, T. Lee Productions, where can they find you? T. Lee Productions. That's where they can find you on Instagram and all social media. You can find us at The Yucky Podcast. On all social media. And uh, we're now putting full videos on YouTube. We're killing because the game. Because we're moving I mean, up in this world. killing the game, but we're killing the game. killing it. We're just here. So we will see y'all on the next one, which is next Wednesday. Bye. Bye. Bye.